broadcasting from the third coast and recorded live at Tripod South Studios. This is The Hango Show. I was just, I was going to say, you know, unless you're saving this table for a rainy day or something, you could get a circle bit, like a doorknob bit and drill a hole dead center and just put the cables under and then run them to whatever arm you want to run them to. Yeah. But you you sound weird, Jut. Let me look here. All right. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks a lot. It sounded kind of tinny. I was making Hey, look, it just sounded like it was, you may, you may have been too far back from the mic or something. Either way, it was your fault. Let's see here. Cool. I'll Levels. take it. Levels. Levels are good. Processing. That's all. I don't know. It sounded weird. I don't know. Call me crazy. Oh, man. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Hango Show. I'm your host, Tango Wood. Got Jut and Harpoon back in here again tonight. Man, we are just running it's wide open, I guess. Or the opposite of wide open, actually. We're kind of dragging ass, or I am anyway. Oh, man. How's things been going this past couple of weeks? Anything new? Same old, same old for me. Yeah. I had a politician ring the doorbell the other day while I was trying to sleep. Oh, my gosh. Come yeah. on now. I've got a sign on, the do- on both doors. Do not ring doorbell. <laughs> Two o'clock in the afternoon, they ring the doorbell. So... She, and it was a woman, hashtag all women, can't read, apparently, so she's sure enough to only be, be a politician in our area. I ought to bring on some local politicians and grill them on, on the show. What do you think? Just wow. Bring, I, I bring know. them in here and give them hell? I don't know that they'd even do it. They'd <laughs> <laughs> be thinking, oh my gosh, I want to win. Why would I go on there and expose myself to <laughs> that verbal barrage of... <laughs> we got two hours, motherfucker. Sit down. Yeah. We're doing this shit. Mm. So uh, how'd it go? I mean, did they, they I mean, you got up and, and well, did you answer the well, door? Tinker was working. I mean, and she's like, I didn't answer the door. I'm like, what's the fucking thing? I came out of here. Fucking steam might come out of my ears. I'm like, These motherfuckers. It's a big red sign on both doors. Do not knock a ring doorbell. That's nice. I didn't even hear the doorbell ring. The dog started barking. That's, that's the problem. They get all worked up when somebody rings, rings the doorbell, knocks on the door. And so I, I hear the dog start barking. Damn. I'm like, what is going on? She's like, somebody rang the doorbell. I'm like, motherfucking. Like, and here's the person held up this woman's brochure running for mayor. Oh. <laughs> well, strangle sorry. people, man. Man, it is that season, isn't it? You're seeing signs God, up everywhere. Dude, it's, it's disgusting the amount of signs they put up. It's every other light pole's got a sign stuck to it or stuck in the ditch somewhere. It just makes the whole town look like trash. At the end of every street with a stop sign right there in front of you. <laughs> well, I mean, do the signs even work, work anymore? Everything going so much more to Facebook and just digital. Digi- just online campaigns. I, I think I think they're thinking, hey, look, if if – they're driving, they're not on Facebook, or they're not digital, so let's pound it. You know, I don't know. I mean, it's it, it, it does seem like everything is going digital. Uh, you know, of course, they had they had a big write-up about the um, people that are running, like, front page of the paper, you know. Um, 
<clears throat> so it's everywhere. It's everywhere. And then there's there's really some people that I would have never ever thought that would have been like, hey man, I'm going to run for office. They're they're running for office in a good way or a bad way. You never would have thought. Oh uh, well, it just surprises me. I don't. I never saw him as being a political person. Um, but that didn't necessarily mean anything. Um, but uh, one guy that I'm thinking about, I, I think that he's 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 really convicted on whatever it is he believes right you know whatever it is he's he's very very strong uh opinionated of it so and i, and I can't even really honestly remember right now which um which issue he was banging on yeah but it's it's usually something you know on facebook mm. you know it's one of those things you know where you're like you're, you're scrolling through facebook and it's just a, a paragraph upon paragraph of this guy's are these people just back and forth over stuff that, I mean, why would you put that out there Yeah. to me? I mean, of course some people can't wait to get it out there, but I well, don't know. Anyway, my thing, it's always in our, in our area, our immediate area. Anyway, it's always the, the three major things is, you know, I've done this job for 20 years and I've got this many kids and I go to this church. That's the three. Am I am I wrong? No, that, <laughs> that's the three bangers. On. That's the three bangers. They always go on. I go to this church. I got this many kids. I've been doing this job, whether it be teacher or supervisor or or board of aldermen or what. They want to step up to mayor, you know, or whatever. So yeah, it's it's always though. It don't matter what issues are really there. That you're <laughs> trying to address. step down in this town. <laughs> Don't worry about issues. Yeah. I've shut out this many kids and I go to this church, but that's not the, the, the major bangers. You know, they're not even worried about, or it's, it's about, it's about, uh, or who you worked for or who goes to the church. Hey, many people go to the church that you're, that you go to that will are locked in votes. If you're not a church goer and you're running for office around here, you might as well hang it up. Cause, cause if, if you don't go there, when you're asked what church do you go to, well, I don't go to church. Shit. You just sink your own ship. I mean, it's it's gone, uh, and it's, it's the way it's always been for as long as I can remember. That's the three bangers everybody hits on. I've I've always looked at it like if you have any want or desire to be a politician at all, you've already lost my vote. Yeah, that's <laughs> you want the control. Just done. So what's been going on at the shop this week? You said you had a pretty pretty good run, Harpoon. Um, we've had uh, we've had we've seen a lot of. What I'm assuming is stimulus money or uh, income tax check type stuff, whatever. I mean, I, I'm seeing people buying more like our usual customers usually buy the same thing, like a large and a breadstick and maybe a two liter or something like that. You know, you can kind of whenever they call, you know, that their order is going to be pretty close to that amount of food and they may alter it a little bit. But it's but the last couple of weeks I've seen that same family buy like two or three pizzas yeah, and you know, some pasta or maybe some, you know, it just seems like, you know, they're, they're like, Hey, look, why not? Let's treat ourselves for, you know, something where they would normally be like, okay, we're kind of on a budget or we're kind of just, this is what the family will eat. Now they're, you know, where their pepperoni pizzas now might be meat lover pizzas or they may yeah. want to try something else. They got a little extra money on them. It looks like, um, that's what it is. It's, it's kind of coinciding with everything, all that stuff going on right now. Um, so, and we've had some fundraiser, popcorn fundraisers turn in. We've had some really big 
um, well, I, I guess necessarily, man, not necessarily really big sales, but, but significant, man. I mean, these people were really out hustling and doing well. And, um, and when they turned all those orders in, they turned them in this week. So literally all week long, I've been cooking popcorn, you know, yeah. trying to get all that stuff, uh, covered as well as, you know, my, my normal regular, uh, stuff that I do. So it's been, yeah, it's been, for me, it's been real hectic. Uh, but because, and also, man, trying to beat the weather, trying to move it in oh, and out. Shit, dude. We've, know, had, we've the, had this one after another this past couple of weeks. Yeah, storm, been, storm, storms. It's been, uh, you know, back when it snowed, you know, it really hard, there was a day that I was standing on my front door, uh, with, the, I mean, or in my front door with it open and, and looking out onto the street. And I could see the snow coming down in these huge waves, like just like sheets. Yeah. Like sometimes, man, in a thunderstorm, you'll see rain just coming down what it looks like in big sheets. Well, I, I was seeing it snow like that. Well, um, one day this past week, I was standing at my door and I was looking out and I could see the rain coming down in sheets. And it just reminded me when all the snow was coming yeah. down, I thought to myself, <laughs> this is so pretty. It is pretty, but I hate getting out in it. <laughs> yeah. It was just fun to watch, you know? Yeah. No, that's um, you know, me being on the road all the time. All the time I really got caught. I got caught in a bad spot one time um, last year. I was going to my first drop of the night, and I have to go into you know a pretty metropolitan area. And I got the, man, it was pouring down rain. I mean, coming down hard. And usually I drive on through it, just slow down, drive on through it, whatever couldn't make it i mean you couldn't see anything i was on the interstate going into the city mm-hmm. where you have plenty of lighting and everything couldn't see the, couldn't see the street lights Whoa. i mean it was Jesus. coming down so semi start pulling over well i pull over kind of behind them i call tank and i'm like hey are we getting bad weather up here where i'm at and she's like let me check she's like oh it's a tornado up there <laughs> i'm like and the van is doing the shimmy. I'm like, oh shit. Cool. Where the wind was blowing so hard or swirling or whatever it was. I was like, well, I think I'm pretty much in the middle of it. What? Like, I swear to God. I said, I just had to pull over. She's like, oh my God, what are you going to do? I'm going to sit right here in this, in this van. I ain't getting out, you know? And, you know, about five minutes later, it eased up enough where I could see and go on. But shit. I had to come back. When I came when I came back second so the interstate, they had a wreck. So sitting and waiting in line, I went down and went down the old main drag in the city. And there wasn't a usually it's lined by a few uh ladies of the evening. They wouldn't nobody out. <laughs> well the next night I had to go up and I had to go uh through the old part of town again. And man, they had them stacked shoulder to shoulder out there. <laughs> <laughs> trying to make up for the night before but the girls couldn't get out and play and work. Jeez. And they, I, I told them one time. Got that I, time and a half going. <laughs> <laughs> get out there. Uh, I got, back before they opened up that bypass to go to the interstate. So they have to go through town to get on the interstate. Uh, <laughs> got there to a red light. There's a Love's Travel Stop right before you get to the interstate. There's a red light that kind of dead ends into it. And so I pull up there, wait for that light to change so I can go to the next one. There's a car sitting next to me. The semi pulls up to our right, coming coming down the street the other way. And it stops. <laughs> Passenger door pops open. 
one of the girls jumped out. Jumped out. And run over to the love station waiting to get him another one. I'm like, and the guy next to me looks at me and just shakes his head. I'm like, I don't know, man. Wow. <laughs> that truck had even come to a dead stop. She jumped in. <laughs> Across the, right across the, the the street with the loves, the lot lizards, the lot lizards, man, they, they scurry around. Ugh. Shit, but what about you, Jet? You had a busy week this week, or been kind of slow? Um, today was kind of it started slow and then kind of picked up during the afternoon. <clears throat> but um, yeah, this um, this month has been the best one we've had since God early 2019 i think it's a steamy oh yeah definitely yeah. pull it For up sure. underneath it a little bit i think it's the reason you're so teeny because you're kind of far away my bad there you go um yeah uh definitely definitely has something to do with it and better, plus better. people are getting their tax returns as well yeah. so better than any 19 yo uh since since 19 yeah it uh like it best best week in, a, in best, over a year best month in oh, over wow. a, over a year Good man. Yeah, At least you're getting correct. your lick. Shoot. So I mean, we're kind of hitting numbers. We're we're kind of hitting 2018 numbers right now, which Damn, is wow. good. Yeah, because <laughs> um, that was that was our best year. So we're right on par now. But it's you know summer's coming. So feast your famine, man. It's gonna Feast your famine. So yeah, bank you gotta, when you bank when you can bank and hold on. Put yeah, back. That's right. Any news as far as legislation coming on the pipe? Uh, well, the, crazy. all of the, all of the shipping, uh, to, uh, retail can online retail consumers has ceased, uh, through the USPS, through FedEx, UPS and DHL. Whoa. Wait, 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 wait. So I can't buy juice online anymore or anything? No. Are you serious? Really? You cannot get it shipped. Holy shit. You, you cannot get it shipped to your house anymore. That's great for you though, right? That's great for me, but it sucks for like the industry. <laughs> you know, half the consumers of vapor products in the United States. Because yeah. I mean, there's people that do not have access to a vape shop, or like you, I don't have what you use. Yeah, but I mean, I can, so I can, you know, that's the that's the thing though. There's there's millions of other people like that in the United States. Um, so they just lost complete control of that. Wait, so how are you gonna get products in the mail? Business to business is still okay, but you had to sign up through your vendors through the, uh, because of the PACT Act that whatever they, you know, um, regulate shipping of tobacco products. So you can't buy, or I can't, the normal consumer can't buy any more juice, no more coils, no more. No, dude, there's online stores shutting down yesterday. Like Vapor Beast, are they still up or no? They're still, they're still, they're they're a wholesale. They're, they're wholesale. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's, there's oh a ton gosh. of just small internet businesses that are done. Wow. Fuck. That's yeah. Wow. Was that, that wasn't, it wasn't, the, it wasn't like a, was it a congressional act or was it just a mandate handed down from the FDA or what was it? It was, uh, it was federal because what happened was like the PACT Act has been around forever that, that controls the tobacco shipping. Okay. In the United States, you cannot buy a pack of cigarettes and oh. have it shipped to your house. So they're classifying this as a tobacco. They product threw thing. us in with that. Fuck, that motherfucker. Yeah. Wow. That's ridiculous, man. Yep. That's what we talked about when you when it was just me and you on that second show. You know, that's, they're going to destroy an entire industry over some bullshit. Yeah. And UPS, FedEx, they didn't have to do it. They just jumped on board with it. 
So no, 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 no shipment company now will handle vape product. Not, not consumer retail. Through through online purchases. Yeah. (laughs) Man, I, I know this is this is terrible for your industry and the people, man, that it all all that stuff like that. But the whole time you've been talking, all I can think about is how much opportunity this is for you. Oh yeah, it's it's this it's huge. huge. For, it's huge for brick and mortar across the country. Yeah, but it's not how we want to. It's not how we wanted to get business. You know, yeah. it it's it's great. For you know, brick and mortar, like I was saying, but I bet you see a bunch of bootleg. I mean, or, or uh, almost like a drug market. You'll have your 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 guy that you can go to his house, man. And instead of buying a quarter of weed, you buy a bottle of juice. Sure, It'll, there's you know. a huge black market, and they're making it worse. Yeah, that's what I was yeah, I bet that I absolutely. Bet they are. They're they just honestly, they probably just created one of the largest black markets in America oh, because of this. I bet. Yeah, but I bet, man, that you're like when you sell stuff, man, you're going to sell a lot more bulk. Like I bet coming up, people are going to be buying three or four or five bottles and taking it. You know, because Granny can't get out of the house, and sure, and, and so you know they're going to be buy, instead of everybody getting them online or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, if you got somebody that lives in the town, you know, like twenty miles down the road, kind of out in the country, country, and they do come to town to go to Walmart, go do their grocery shopping, you yeah. know, and oh, Uncle, what's his name, and and Aunt so and so, and whoever, man, it could be like, hey, man, here's twenty bucks, pick me up one too, yeah. right? So I bet you, I, man, I'm, that's incredible news. You know Mexico legalized marijuana. Did you hear about that? Uh, tell that I mean, I, when I was it illegal in Mexico? <laughs> for a long time. Okay. Uh, yeah, they, they've federally legalized marijuana in Mexico now. So recreational, medicinal, any of it? All I'm not sure the the parameters, but I think it's totally legal, like it is in, like in Portugal. Um, you mean the cartel talked them into legalizing <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Strong air quotes. There. I'm just saying. I mean, well, you know, Colombia, uh, Colombia started buying uh, all the coca plants because it was cheaper for the country to buy the cocaine from the guys than it was to try to um, stop them running running the drugs. Wow, you know, it's amazing how when a country says, "Hey, it's more fiscally responsible to do this than to do that," it's more fiscally responsible to Hey, let's legalize it and tax the fuck out of it rather than spend all this money on the, you know, quote, war on drugs, yeah. you know, that's never ending. If somebody wants something, they're going to find a way to get it. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, it's like you vape now. I mean, shit, man. Yeah. You should be shitting in a gold toilet by the end of the month, by the end of the year. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You'll be pissed off at 2018 numbers. Now. <laughs> <laughs> Horseshit, man. I'll just use Trump's. I heard his was for rent. Yeah, so you know, you'd, be, you'd be vacationing with Trump in Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> in that back nine. Hey, Donnie, pass me a beer. So, man, you said something about shipping a while ago, which triggered a, a totally different um, news article that I had just heard, but I didn't really kind of hear about. What's the deal with the boat that's hung up in South America? Or whatever they're supposed to have it's in the Suez Canal. Okay, but it's, it's, it's they got it moving today. So what was the what's the I mean because I'm really not up to speed. I just saw like a headline or two, and but I don't know anything about it. From what I saw, other than a couple of TikTok videos that you, you're like, <laughs> what the what? What's that shit about? Uh, there was this huge container ship, the Ever Given, I think what it was called. Um, yeah. that right? Mm-hmm. I got one right tonight. Um, and 
when they were going through the Suez Canal in Egypt, uh, apparently they lost steering at one point and it ran aground on the side of the canal. And it was it's so such a huge container ship it was turned sideways and had the whole canal blocked up. Well, do you know how much shipping comes through the Suez Canal? A shit ton. Yeah. <laughs> that keeps all all the it keeps all these companies in in India and everywhere else and in China going to Europe from having to circumvent all the way around Africa. They're able to come up and go right through Egypt into the Mediterranean. And then they're they can go to Italy or Spain or whatever is in the Mediterranean. So it was just hundreds of thousands of ships, thousands of ships waiting to go down to the Suez Canal. And so you have all these stores that can't get their product because the Suez Canal is backed way the fuck up with all these ships waiting to get through. Wow. Yeah, it was crazy. But they, yeah, they got it loose today and got it got it through the canal. So, so I mean, so is there more? Which way is it? Which way is most of it moving? Like I think, into, it, moves, in, I think it moves south to north, but I think it moves both both ways. Okay. But a lot of the traffic is coming from Asia, so it's coming south north into the Mediterranean. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, I saw a shit ton of memes about it before I knew what was going on. Like, what, what the what the hell is this? Mm-hmm. Um, there was one really funny one that I saw about this this old country guy. You know, he's sitting in his pickup truck. He was talking. He's like, so he was talking about, uh, man, we'll take some of these boys out of here and we'll go hook some straps and some come alongs <laughs> and we live for stuff like it. You know, what I mean, he was so hilarious. And I was like, oh my gosh, I got to find out what the, what's going on, but. Just hearing that guy talk. There is nobody happier than about three rednecks in a four-wheel drive when it snows down here. Because they go up there, you in the ditch? Let me help you out. Yeah. If they can't pull you out, they'll pick you up and sit you out. <laughs> Not at a very good angle. Let me get behind that thing and pick that some bitch up, set it up on the road for you. Just get some planks under that thing. We'll get right out of there. <laughs> That's cool. Everybody's so helpful. It is. That's um, the last time. Because you get stuck in a ditch, you want somebody to help give you a hand. Oh, yeah. yeah. Shit. <laughs> and somebody coming along going, hey, you want to hook you up? Yes, sir. It was back, uh, <laughs> shit, probably three or four years ago. It was supposed to snow one day and ice and everything. And and uh, I got up around you know, seven that morning with nothing going on. Tink got up. I was like, you going to work? Where she worked at the time was like, you need to be here, regardless. And then on the ground, I might as well go ahead and go on in and then try to drive back home through it. So I didn't have to be at work that day till like 1 in the afternoon. And so I get up at 12, and it's white outside. Everything's covered. So I call the boss. I'm like, hey, man, are you going to work? And he said, nope, because <laughs> he lived further away from work than I did. And I was like, well, I'm not going either. So I called in too. And uh, so I call her. Like, hey, where are you at? She's like, I'm going down the interstate right now. I'll probably be home in the next 20 minutes or so. I'm almost almost to the exit. All right, cool. We hang up. 15 minutes later, phone rings. It's her. I'm in the ditch at the bottom of the hill down here. God. You know, where, that, where that driveway ends at the bottom of our, where our house is at. Uh-huh. She went to turn going the driveway and it's kind of at the angle and she got her rear end went right off in the ditch. I'm like, well, shit. So I go down there. By the time I get down to the bottom of the hill, the police already pulled up. Their lights going. 
he looked at it and he's like, you're, you're going to do anything? And I'm like, so I called pop and he was chomping. He's like, I'm on my way. <laughs> I'll get the chains. I'll be down there. So he, so he was going to come pull her out. And, uh, the cop's like, well, I'm going to leave. All right, then. So he left. Protect and swerve. That's it. <laughs> he was swerving. All right. About 15, 20 minutes later, um, I didn't want to have, to have pop get out because they lived you know, so far away. Good 20 minute ride on a, on a nice day. And, uh, like sheriff's deputy truck came pulling up three of them come piling out. I guess they were still sitting on laps or something. <laughs> Y'all need some help. <laughs> yes. I got somebody coming. Oh shit. We'll take care of it. You know? And I said, well, so-and-so was just up here and he, go, and he left you. Damn city cops. <laughs> And three of them got out, and I got down there with them. So four of us picked up the rear end of that car and set it up on the on the road. Wow. And I was like, all right, go. So she crawled up the hill in her car, you know. <laughs> I think, yeah, I mean, that nothing makes a redneck happier than to be able to pull somebody out of a ditch. And now they can document it on their cell phones and put it on Facebook. Up to nothing. Country boy <laughs> will survive. Hashtag country boy will survive. <clears throat> Was that in her, uh, the 300? Yes. God. <laughs> that thing is so that damn wide. It, it was it? Oh, yeah. It's nothing but fiberglass. Okay. That car ain't shit. Like, my God. Because like they look heavy. They look, they're <laughs> wide, you know. <laughs> now, that it wouldn't, it wouldn't, the hardest part was trying to get your feet planted in right. like snow and ice without sliding off. Of course, two of the guys that got down the ditch, they were like at eye level with the car, so they could lift, you know, kind of from their chest oh, up. Okay. I mean, the other guy was one trying to deadlift this, this <laughs> Chrysler. You know? And you were talking about you got some back issues, right? I think that's where it's starting. <laughs> oh, Thanks, man. Tank. Yeah. Nah, I mean, as long as she was okay, yeah. I didn't give a shit. So then I had to call Pop. Hey, we got it out of the ditch. I'll go back home then. I was about halfway there. It's, it's all right. Go ahead and head on back. It's all good. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I had a... I was going to see Judd today, and I had an accident. In a couple different ways. <laughs> I was, I got down there going in front of the tobacco store across from the supermarket. You know, they, it's two lanes. And they have that turning lane in the middle. Well, I was on that fat boy and I was going down through there and a truck pulled out of the grocery store and then set in the, you know, like that's sitting in the turning lane and then want to merge in when it's not a merging lane. Right. It's made for turning. He pulls up there and gets in that turning lane and sits there. And I get probably a hundred feet from the back of his truck. He starts come over in this lane. And so I'm laying on the horn and I'm braking, you know, trying to ease with my, with my, my rear brake. And I, I start pushing on my front brake. The back brake locks up, locks the tire up. Oh shit. So the back tire Goes to the right, you know, I'm still laying on this horn and this guy's looking up in his rear view mirror trying to see what's going on. And meanwhile, he's hearing, you know, so I'm turning into this skid, still holding the horn down <laughs> and got it, got it straightened back out. And he threw his hand up. Well, I turned into the strip mall. You throw yours up too. <laughs> That's what I was like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I pulled into the strip mall where Judge Plays is at with that. He pulls into the other end of it, the subway. He sat in the damn truck. I went, 
Just I think it's free to get an ass whooping. That's right. Oh man! You see some big son bitch get off a damn Harley after you about to make him wreck. He's in the same parking lot with you. You damn straight. You sit in your seat, man, until you know that man is going a different direction. So, so I went and judge shop. You come in there, he's like, "What's going on?" I'm like, "Well, I'm pretty sure I just shit my pants." <laughs> Told him the whole story. Pulled my damn glove. My hands were shaking, dude. And I didn't realize what was going on until after it was already over with. It happened so quick. Yeah. That rear tire locking up. I've never had one lock up on me like that before. That's what scared the shit out of me. That it started before I knew it. The rear end was beside me. You know, and I just out of instinct, I turned turned into that skid. It straightened out. But yeah, I walked in there. I was like, "Well, damn near shit my pants." Told him the whole story. And I mean, I was oh, I was trying to talk about something else. It just hit me again. He was shook. Oh, I was sure. yeah, shook. That was that's wow. probably the most afraid I've ever been on a motorcycle. That was a close call. I mean, I've had, and then when I left, I went up here at the other end of town and came back down this road here in front of the studio. Just to, just to just nice and curvy, get a few rides. Two fucking cars came around a curve in the middle of the road on their fucking phones. I'm sure. sure. Yeah. Wow. So I, I told mom that, that first one, if I'd have been in a car, he'd have hit me. I was able to get far enough over in that lane away from the car to keep from getting hit. People don't watch. That's also this week's PSA is springtime. Summertime's coming up. Motorcycles are going, going to be getting out. Please just double check. Look, both look, look twice, save a life. That's our big motto. Just watch out. Motorcyclists have got no more rights on the road than you do, but please just give them a little extra room. Don't get up. I went down the interstate the other day. When I got my hair cut, came back and there was Escalade on my ass. Uh, and I was doing I was doing almost 80. I was in the right-hand lane, and this motherfucker was on my ass. Damn. And it, it, he, he could have went around. That's all he had to do. You know what I mean? I, I was holding it up 78, 80 miles an hour, and that dude would not back off. So, well, I guess I'd go 90. I mean, cause I, if something got in the road, I hit my brakes. Yeah. I'd have been clobbered. Oh yeah. So if you're out there on the road, just take a second look down the road before you pull out, you know, and if there's a motorcycle. Don't get on its butt. We can't stop as fast as y'all can. <laughs> we really can't. We try. We can't. Just like you were talking about, man, it is good weather coming up. So people need to be watching for joggers. Yes. Kids on bikes, kids playing in the yard. You know, dogs are going to be out running around playing with kids and stuff. You just need to be extra aware. You know, I tell that to the kids that uh, work for me that are out delivering and stuff like that. You know, just start being aware. You know, it's just that time of year. And it's going to be later in the day, too, because days are longer now. And it is getting, I mean, it's been beautiful weather besides the tornadoes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The last couple of weeks, we've had like 80 degree weather. It's just been perfect riding weather, perfect Gardening weather, playing outside weather, whatever it is. Um, you know, it's like we have that, we have a federal parkway runs up here close to us. Mm-hmm. And in the summer, it's nothing but, but people riding bikes, you know. And I've, I've heard too many folks, not, not motorcycle bikes, like actual bicycle bikes, you know. Families. And people getting hit, people getting hurt, people getting killed. Jeez. You know, cause the road's so curvy to begin with, and the little hills, and people just aren't watching. Yeah. You know. They're too busy watching TikTok videos while they're driving. <laughs> Making TikTok videos while yeah. they're driving. <laughs> Look what I can do. <laughs> Cream a family. Yeah. Just. Oh man. What about you, man? How's your uh, How's your week been? Anything uh, dude, wild was, and crazy other than? Uh, uh, see here. Not really. Um, we've had a whole other thing 
with the um, the convalescent plasma for COVID. They've changed some stuff on that, and um, but I have noticed we're, we're having fewer orders for it. I don't know if it's people getting vaccinated, people whatever. I don't know, um, but we're seeing fewer and fewer orders for it. So that's a good. It's a good sign. Still I mean, taking donations and stuff for it. Though, right. I'll, I don't, know if, I don't know if we're doing donations for it anymore. I don't know because a lot of that is tied to the CARES Act or whatever it was. Uh, the the first round of funding, federal funding, we had back last year. Um, a lot of a lot of that money funded research into convalescent plasma and, and whatnot. And with cases going down, they may just pull the plug on it. I don't don't know. Um, but now had a pretty had a pretty easy week this past week actually. Didn't have to get out too much at night, just a couple times. And so, um, yeah, but I mean, it's going to change here pretty soon once people start getting out, doing stuff. Getting home from spring break. Getting home from spring break. Um, <laughs> well, just during the summer, our demand for blood and, and platelets really skyrocket. Um, you know, it's, it's people uh, – Drinking and getting on a boat, getting hurt. People drinking and driving and having traumas. Um, it gets all hot and shit. And here, people get mad and they start shooting each other. You know, it's just and we have we. It's constant. Um, people putting in stat orders for blood for platelets, trying to stop blood wounds or gun gunshot wounds, knife wounds. You know, people cannot control themselves when it gets all hot and sticky down here. I guess, but it's it's you can see it. I mean, starting like. April and May, the demand during the summer goes up until August and starts kind of teetering back off during the summer, man. It's, there's so many people out being active. Uh, they end up going to the hospital either by because of them or for somebody else doing something to them. So if you can donate blood or platelets, please go do it because God, we need it. We need it bad. Our supply is super low right now. Had a hospital call the other night putting some opods. I said, how many do you have on your shelf? And they said, about 15 units. I'm like, well, you got more than I do. I got nine. And they wanted 15 more. I said, sorry, I can't spare any right now. If you got 15, you, you're doing, you're doing just, I said, how many, how many old negative you got? Well, I got nine of those. And they're only supposed to stock five. So they got almost double their stock. And I said, you're, You'll be okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, if you can donate blood, please go out and, go out and donate some blood. Uh, speaking of driving, the first article tonight, um, police in Kansas pull over a driver doing 149 miles an hour. Police pull over a driver in Kansas for doing 149. The city of Overland Park, Kansas police clocked the woman's vehicle Sunday doing 149 miles an hour on I-435 which is more than double the legal limit. Police pulled her over and issued a citation to the officer. Asked the woman, do you know how fast you were going in response? She said, well, when I looked down the, the speedometer, I was doing 128." as if that's an excuse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't know. Um, I moved to Missouri. Somebody says something about speed and like, well, if I can speed all the time, and they're like, you know, if you do like 20 over, they can put you in jail here. I said, they can? <laughs> like, oh, yeah. They said, like, if, it, if the speed limit's 55, you're doing 76, they take you to jail, jail. 
Yeah, it's is that just it's reckless or careless driving? Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Wow. One I did too. I, I can't remember which one it is, but yeah, it's one of those. Oh man. You ever had a speeding ticket, Harpoon? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, I haven't, I haven't really, really ridden with you much, so I didn't know if you're. When I was younger, okay, I mean now everybody says I grandpa drive, but when I was, <laughs> when I was younger, yeah, I got. When I was in college, that's the, I got I racked up like between commuting and actually oversleeping and trying to get to class on time, you know, and just trying to zip back onto campus. Uh, yeah, man, I racked up. I don't know, probably during all my college time, maybe six or eight, something like that. And then after, I don't know, um, when I got into the restaurant business, I think I've only had one. So, like, basically in the last 30 years, I've only had, like, a, a speed, maybe two. I, I'm thinking maybe probably, I think just one. But, um, uh, I don't know, let's see. Maybe the last 20 years, is, I think 30 is too many. But last 20 years, probably a couple of tickets tops. I've hit a couple of deer. You know, Judd's hit some Same. deer. <laughs> yeah. it's, I hit more deer and I got speeding tickets. Yeah. Have you got a lot of speeding tickets? I didn't think you have, have you? I've had two. Um, and I got both of them the same week. And I was 16. Damn. I haven't had any since. <laughs> I've, not, I've not had a speeding ticket since. I got... Um, Parking ticket. Yeah, those don't count. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What are they going to? I got parking tickets all the yeah, time. Honestly, but, it was five dollars. Yeah, no, I never even paid mine. That's <laughs> when so I live in New Hampshire. Yeah. The city would write parking tickets, and they didn't do it on your license. They did it on the plate to the car. I'm like a rip. <laughs> Good luck getting that one. Yeah, out of state plates, motherfucker. <laughs> Good luck. Um, I got one. Shit, when I was in high school, and I was friends with the guy I went to school with his. His grandfather was a judge. I went and talked to him. He threw it out for me. I had to pay the court cost. It's like 30 bucks. Oh, I got another one too. When I was moving back from New Hampshire, motherfucker, there's this little shit post town out in the middle of nowhere. And it's known for being a speed trap. So I knew slow the fuck down. So it's like five in the morning. I'm driving back down here from New Hampshire and I get to this town Meanwhile, I've driven through some of the biggest cities on the East Coast, coming back home. So I get to this town, and I pull up, and it's like a red light in front of a school. So I stop. It turns green. I go. And I don't know where fucking blue lights fly on. So I pull over, and the guy's like, you know how fast you were going? I said, maybe 40? I mean, I had just pulled out of a red light, you know. You're doing 43. That's a school zone back there. Like it's five in the morning. There's no school in set. That's still a speed limit. Let me get your license. Hundred and thirty seven dollars for like seven over. Whoa. The thing is, I called them nonstop trying to find out what the price was, and nobody had ever answered the phone at City Hall. Mm. And so finally, like <laughs> the day before it's due, they answer. I'm like, I've been trying to call for the last month about how much this ticket is. Oh, we have call. Wait, we just don't answer it. I'm like, what? then how the fuck's anybody going to pay a bill around there then? Why would you even have it if you're not going to use it? So that, it's no biggest busy signal. I mean, it's it's just, it was so dumb. I'm like, well, I'm not coming to court tomorrow. I'm putting a check in the mail today. Well, that's going to be between you and the judge. I'm like, well, that's one way you're going to get it. <laughs> if you answer, if you answer the phone over the last month, you'd have had it already. Wow. Kiss my ass. 
Oh man, let's see here. Um, you know who Jack Dorsey is right. Mm-hmm. Okay, Twitter and Square. Yep, Jack Dorsey sells his first ever tweet from for more than two point nine million dollars. Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey has sold his first ever tweet that he published in 2006 as a non-fudgeable token or NFT for over $2.9 million. An NFT is a digital asset that can be, that can include JPEGs, video clips, or tweets that run on a blockchain, a digital ledger that verifies authenticity. Dorsey sold a digital, digitally autographed version of the tweet, which was sent on March 21st, 2006, and it reads... Just setting up my Twitter. The sale was accomplished through a digital platform, Variables, which uh, which platform allows tweets autographed by their creators to be bought and sold. Bridge Oracle CEO Sina Avizi bought the tweet after getting into a bidding war with tech entrepreneur Justin Sun. This is not just a tweet. I think years later, people realized true value of this tweet, like the Mona Lisa painting. <laughs> The Mona Lisa in the yeah. first tweet. Yeah, it's the same thing. Wow. Uh, Dorsey said on Twitter that he will convert the money made from the tweet into a into Bitcoin and donate it to the charity Give Directly, which helps those in Africa who live in poverty. So non, non-fungible to- co- tokens have become a new thing, NFTs. You'll be hearing more and more about them. Have you heard about them at all? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, it's a no. You heard about it? <laughs> no. Okay. People no, like, of course not. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? I forgot. You're like Amish. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's anything digi- that can be digitally authentic- authenticated. And so that it's like a certificate of authenticity. It can be proven that that's the original one. That's the true one. You know, even though there's many other ones like, like it, that's the original one. So it could be anything. I mean, it gotcha. could be even like there was, they were even selling uh, Time magazine covers as. NFTs. King Kings of Leon sold an album as an NFT for six right. million dollars. Good on them. Okay, <laughs> the guy bought that. Okay, yeah. but he don't own any of it. He don't have say over the songs, how they're used, how they're published. He just owns the album, a digital version of the album. Okay, this is the new scam. This is when you get get in early right here. We need to do like. The Hango Show NFT. A picture of, of my bird it's giving, it's yeah. giving the finger. <laughs> Something that's really crazy, man, is, is some of these, um, some of the stuff that they're setting up and selling on there is absolutely, I mean, in the, in the prices these people are paying, can you imagine, I mean, what, what is it, $2 million that, that that person bought the first tweet for? Is uh, that right? More than 2.9, so almost $3 million. Unbelievable. But it's a Mona Lisa. Well, <laughs> wow. That's just, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. I, I, that's a, I mean, wouldn't you like to get in on a couple of those sale gimmicks? And this is going to be the way we're going to do it. That's how we're going to make our money right here. We're going to come up and do it quick. <laughs> yeah, right. For, for the bubble pops, man. Shit. Let's get it. Here's the first picture I ever posted on Facebook. <laughs> Who's in? Nobody, you fucking dork. What? <laughs> Nobody wants a picture of you. Uh, a, a bowl bought for $35 at a yard sale, auctioned for $721,800. A New York auction house said on the 15th, 
said a 15th century Chinese bowl bought for $35 at a yard sale was auctioned for $721,800. Sotheby said the small floral bowl purchased from a Connecticut yard sale for $35 had been expected to sell for up to $500,000 when it was sold part of an auction house's Asia Week but it exceeded the expectations by fetching a top bid of $721,800. The selling price was nearly 29,000 times the price it was purchased for at the yard sale. The seller, who was not identified, told Sotheby's he bought the bowl at a New Haven yard sale in 2020 and sent photos to an auction specialist to determine whether it was had potential value. The porcelain bowl was identified as a lotus bowl from the court of the, the youngling emperor who ruled from 1403 to 1424. Sotheby said only six other lotus bowls from the same period are known to still exist. Wow. I love stories. People stumble upon stuff at yard sales and stuff. <laughs> that makes me so freaking happy. I'm happy if I can find a Tupperware bowl that had a matching lid. <laughs> <laughs> These people are finding Chang Dynasty shit. <laughs> I saw one uh, a few years back where a guy uh, collected vinyl. He would just go up and down the street on yard sale weekends and just because people usually have like a box of vinyl for like $3 or $5. He'd just grab the whole box, you know, and go home with it. And he got home, was looking through them. And it was like a rare EP print of the velvet underground. Mm-hmm. They only printed like eight of them. And he, he found one of them in one of these, damn one of these boxes. And it sold for, a pretty penny, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. But yeah, I'm always like, man, why can't I be the one to find something at a yard sale like that? <laughs> Shit. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, last paycheck from an ex employer shows up as oiled covered pennies. You'll hear about this one. Uh-uh. <laughs> uh, a Georgia man who was expecting his final paycheck from a former employer said the money instead arrived in the form of 500 pounds of oil-covered pennies dumped in his driveway in the middle of the night. Andreas Flatten said he submitted his two-week notice in writing in November, and Miles Walker, the owner of Walker Luxury Auto Works in Peachtree City, had a noticeable negative reaction. He gets up, puts his hands on his head, and walks out the door and disappears for like an hour, Flatten recounted. Flatten, who said he left the job due to a toxic work environment, said he was still owed $915, which the, which the owner told him would be delivered in January. He said the owner accused him of damages when he called to inquire about the check not arriving in his home, so he contacted Georgia's Department of Labor. Flatten said the money then showed up as 500 pounds of oil-covered pennies that were dumped in his driveway in the middle of the night. Flatten's girlfriend posted a video on Instagram showing the messy pile of pennies when they showed up outside the home. I have nowhere to put them. I had no idea what I was going to do. Like, how do I get money from pennies? Flatten said. Walker said he didn't recall if he dumped the pennies in Flatten's house. It doesn't matter. He got paid, and that's all that matters, Walker said. Flatten said the pennies are currently being stored in his garage while he works to clean them so he can be cashed in. Wow. Better bring coin roller, son. <laughs> <laughs> Five hundred pounds of pennies. That'd be a that'd be a pile. I mean, like a hell yeah, good size pile. Yeah, I don't think I've. I mean, 
I mean, that's some pretty trifling shit, man. Yeah, oil covered. Mess. I mean, you know, you're 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 pretty much kicking the dude in the junk, man. When you give him his last paycheck. Oh yeah, you know? he should have just called the EPA. <laughs> just oil spill. It's Georgia though. They don't. I don't give a shit. <laughs> wow. Oh man, I don't think I've ever had. You know, I've seen like the videos of the guys who, uh, like the city gives them a hard time about something about a bill or whatever, and they'll bring the payment up there in pennies, like a sack full of like a big sack of pennies, and just dump them out yeah, on the counter. I've heard stories, and like they get that. arrested and shit. I'm like, fuck you! They got they they paid legal tender. It is legal tender. <laughs> And there's no sign posted saying that you can't bring a big old right. sack of pennies in here. Wheelbarrow full. Oh, man. I'll take a break for a second. Sure. Get up straight from my back. Okay, I got a bunch of stoners in this group. <laughs> they asked them who you think would win between a grilled cheese sandwich and a taco. Oh, it'd, it'd definitely be the hardship. <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let me ask you about quick. Hard <laughs> To know if is hard shell or soft shell. Fuck these damn hands. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking bear paws. I swear. Take it that away. I'm watching you down over there tight, man. Like you, you got a damn first base mitt on your <laughs> into your arm, man. <laughs> Your fingers are sizing down for sure. Sausages, man. I can't help it, dude. Got big pickle fingers. Oh, man. What is that cell phone they made for elderly people with had the numbers that it's were like a jitterbug? <laughs> <Is it>? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> a jitterbug keyboard. A jitterbug keyboard. <laughs> it looks like a, a goddamn play school set or some shit. Oh, yeah. The cow goes moo. Make it easy for Mickey Mouse. Uh, Chris said definitely hard shell. That's the only logical option. So you're saying hard shell would win definitely over a grilled cheese? Oh, yeah, babe. I'm thinking hard shell. God, these, these fucking fingers, man. I swear. I I, I, I hate having these, these gigantic hands and these big fucking fat fingers. I wear a size 14 ring. Hell, that's usually like somebody's bracelet. It's a bracelet. That's what it is, man. <laughs> you know, that's when, when we were getting... Uh, God, we were doing sizing rings for something or another, and he, the guy had a replica of um, Refrigerator Perry's Super Bowl ring. He worked, a, he worked like a size twenty two or twenty four. So it was, it's, it was what? It looked, it looked like a bracelet. It was gigantic. Dang. So you think that much gold in that ring? How heavy that would be, and then all the jewels and shit on top of it. Wow. Yeah. Like it made my fingers look normal. <laughs> Trying to put it on, but that. Ring weighed as much as a can of soup. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I was oh, like man. that picture of Andre the Giant holding that beer can. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Like a sippy cup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. What was it? They, uh, they were filming The Princess Bride. You are just talking about him burping. He was like, that this huge burp out. One of the guys said, are you oh, okay? was it a burp or did he fart? It may, one of the, it may have been a I, fart. I, yeah. I think he ripped it. They said, are you okay? He's like, I am now, boss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did, uh, Andre the Giant. Did y'all ever see? Oh, him? yeah. I was just say, you grew up with him. I remember when I was a kid kid. Uh-huh. I remember Andre. You know. So, yeah. Yeah. Andre and Randy Savage and 
Man, I got Hulk. to see Hulk Hogan before he was Hulk Hogan. He was um, oh, what was his name? Something Savage, maybe or something, or no, maybe somebody Terry uh, Balea. Uh, was it to go by Terry Hogan then? Terry, so, I don't know. Whatever it was, he had his chest hair uh, shaved into a big heart. Still had the like the long blonde stringy <laughs> hair, but his chest hair had all you know. Of course, man, like when he was the Hulk, he was all clean shaven. But yeah. way back in the day, when he was wrestling at Memphis and you know in the area, yeah, um, he had he had his all of his chest hair shaved in a heart, and uh, it was pretty. It was pretty. You know, Dude. when he when he changed over to like clean shaven Hulk, you know, I mean, I was like, oh man, that's the same dude, man. That used to be like that. God, that you'd always see him, yeah. Memphis wrestling was so big back in the day. I mean, it it covered so much area. I mean, from the whole southeast, other than Florida. Mm -hmm. From Memphis to New Orleans, out out to Birmingham, you know. Yeah, Atlanta. You touch right at Atlanta. The Omni. They always went to the Omni, a huge place in Atlanta. Yeah, that was like such a big, growing up, you know, on Saturday afternoons or whatever, you know. And they would come to these, these little Spot shows near us. We're like, oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> Memphis wrestling's coming. I know, coming yeah. way down here. <laughs> yeah, that's what I, I'd, I'd actually gone to a few of them, and that's uh, like in Memphis, in the in the, in, shows. The, in the area, in the yeah. small shows. And I actually went to uh, I went to one in uh, the Omni, also. Uh, one of my uh, you know I've got brothers, and of course we were all big huge fans, and everybody had their own favorite wrestler, you know, and just so happened that. Uh, on a particular weekend in the summer, uh, we had, you know, the family had decided, okay, you know, our family vacation, we're going to go to Atlanta, you know, go check out the zoo and the aquarium. And, and while we're there, we'll go watch a wrestling event. Well, I could care less about much of anything else (laughs) other than going to the wrestling, man. I was like, man, I'm going to get to see Dusty Rhodes and I'm going to get to see Jay Lawler, all these guys. Coco Beware. Yeah. All these guys. Coco Beware. Hell yeah, man. Wow. Wow. Who that? Who that? Look at Louis Albano. That was good stuff. That was good stuff. I remember they that came on Saturday afternoons. I think it came on Sunday mornings too. And uh, if if you could if you could hold your arm just right, you could pick up some stations that showed it on Sunday on Sunday mornings. But Saturday afternoon they always played it here local. And uh, you know, my grandfather didn't give a shit about wrestling, but he saw how much I enjoyed it. Wrestling's coming, I was turning on, you know. Yeah, and yeah. It was always, you know, he said it was. Jerry Lawler was like the king of Memphis wrestling, you know, and uh, uh, Bill Dundee and and Jimmy Hart, that, that oh, damn yeah, mega, yeah. Jim yeah. Cornette, all those guys, you know, <laughs> and them tennis racket. Um, yeah, they, they they did some local shows we got to go to. Man, and, oh my god, that was like you know. I'm seeing somebody on from TV yeah. right in front of me. You <laughs> Might know. as well have been Elvis and tight. You know? I mean, it was, he was showing up. It, it was, was exciting. Yeah, it was exciting. Yeah. You know, you mentioned Bill Dundee. Um, years ago, I was at a casino and um, I was, I was, uh, I'd been getting some comps and the little lady took me over to this other desk and introduced me to the, head host or the head hostess or whatever that was there. And, and we were working out some stuff. And as she, when she gave me her card, I just kind of glanced down at it to stick it in my pocket. But when I looked at it, her last name was Dundee. 
And I was like, I, not a common name. Yeah. At this point. I was like, uh, you know, well, you know, you see the, though, um, the, the movie, yeah. you know, of, of all that. But anyway, but the, you know, but the wrestler, and I was thinking, I was like, man, I'm just going to ask this lady, Hey, you know, are you related somewhere down the line? She's like, Oh yeah, that's my dad. <laughs> I was like, what? Your dad's Bill Dundee, the professional wrestler? What? She's like, oh, yeah, man, yeah. So, man, we stood there for about an hour. And, and you were quizzing talk. her on what it No, and just talking, just talking, you know, because I was such a huge fan, you know, and, and, and everything. And and she was a big fan, you know, and we were talking and everything, which was, you know, it turned out to be great, man. I mean, we had a a, a friendship, man, that lasted several years, you know, and it just started right there. It's because you knew, you watched her pop growing up. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And we had something in common, man. And she was all. And of course, back then, you know, I was going to the casinos pretty frequently, and and uh, and, I, and just about every trip, I'd always go and I'd holler at her, you know, whether I was playing at their place or not. You know, I was just while I was over in that area, I just always, you know, holler. I just say, hey, because she was super sweet and would always hook us up with some really fat stuff, you know. So yeah. that's yeah. cool. She was willing to talk about it like that. Cause a lot of people that with dads that are famous, like he was mm-hmm. just are like, really like, nah, I don't want to talk about that. That's nah. yeah. That's him. So that's really cool. Yeah. It was really very cool, man. Very cool. And you know, and, I, and you remember kind of how he was built kind of squatty, yep. stocky, stocky, stuff like that. Well, she kind you could tell that if, if circumstances were right, she would be built kind of like that too. But she kind of, kind of was built kind of like a softball player, mm-hmm. you know, kind of stocky, athletic looking. But uh, you could definitely tell that she had the had the gene, man, you know. And it was it was really cool just to just to talk to her and stuff, and and uh, and you know, it was just being that close to one of your TV heroes, you know. Wow, that's your dad. <laughs> what? <laughs> you know? yeah. Now, dude, they used to. And no matter where they – they always sold out. Memphis Wrestling always uh, sold uh, – Jim Cornette's got a podcast. And if you remember Jim, he's, he had that fucking tennis racket he would smack everybody with. It was him, him and the, the Midnight – he was the manager for the Midnight Express. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, he's got a podcast, dude. He kept ledgers on every show. He told you he's got he's got ledgers of all these years he managed of every show that he was at he worked, uh-huh. uh, date, city, uh, attendance, the gate revenue. Oh what he, he kept you got to see his house. He's he kept he's got all these ledgers of all these years all these. You think I mean they were doing five six shows a week. Oh yeah, for you know, from the. Late seventies, all the way up into the two thousands, when he went to work for Vince and WWE, and he ran a part of Ring of Honor. He had his he had Smoky Mountain Wrestling started his own outfit up in Tennessee, Tennessee Kentucky, that that area. But yeah, you got get on his pod, listen to his podcast sometime on YouTube. Uh, it's really interesting. Just and he fucking, he cusses a blue streak. It's, his favorite his. This thing he does now, it's famous for saying, thank you, fuck you, bye. That's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, listening to like a lot of his, like his podcast, um, it brings back a lot of good memories of growing up. And I remember when they were going to do a run through our neck of the woods, we were sitting there that, that Saturday afternoon watching my grandpa. They were naming over all the towns they were coming to. They mentioned ours. I'm like, 
<laughs> his eyes got big. You want to go? I'm like, hell yeah, I want to yeah, go. You know? Shoot, yeah. So it was like a month out. A month is forever for a kid. Oh, you're like, you're like, man, when, when's wrestling coming? I want to go watch wrestling. Yeah, know? right. Oh man, that was. I, I loved like it was every Saturday afternoon. I'm they, they played uh, um, what's the fucking song from um, Jet Help Me from 2001: A Space Odyssey with when the monkeys see the monolith. What was that song called? Shit. That was it. They had that that spinning sculpture of the two wrestlers, and they played that to be yeah. pro wrestling. Yeah. You know. Mm. It's whenever yeah, I hear that song, epic. I don't. Yeah. When I hear that song, I don't even think about 2001 <laughs> The Face Odyssey. I think about, I think about local wrestling. Local you know? wrestling. <laughs> yeah, I saw. Um, it was uh, at a local at the at the college. Yeah. Um, at the old gym, the old basketball gym that they used to have, and they had a wrestling night, and I got to see the Midnight Rockers. If you remember who those yeah. guys were, it was Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty. Yeah, Marty Jannetty. Yep. And they were tag team against Midnight Express. Yeah. So I got to see all of those guys, wow. and uh, it was a uh, that was nuts. <laughs> uh, that was the craziest thing, because I that's the only that's the only time I've ever been to a wrestling anything, and I was early. I don't even know. I don't even remember how old I was. Super young. But uh, yeah, I got a, a signed got a signed picture of Marty Jannetty and Shawn Michaels that I can't find. <laughs> I have no idea what happened wow. to that. That's really cool, man. Oh, that's you got fun, yeah, man, it was it was pretty cool. Um, but I would God, I wish I still had that picture. Was it a program? <laughs> uh, pro no, it was it was an actual no, just eight like by a, ten. Oh wow, picture. Yeah, that is that's very cool. We were um we were at a that well. Actually, so when all that time period was going on, mm-hmm. I thought to myself, you know, um, I want to be a wrestling announcer when I grow up, <laughs> so I can see all the matches and I can call and I can see all the guys. I mean, I, you know, just as a kid, you're thinking, what? That'd be the coolest job in the whole world, right yeah. there, to interview all of them, you know, and have them big sweaty bastards, man, up there, man, <laughs> yelling at each other, cutting a promo like they say, you know. Rah, 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 yeah. rah, Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you'd be up front close, man, when somebody got smacked with a metal chair, too. You know, ka-ting, you know, what that hurt. Can you imagine catching four or five of them a week? Yeah, right. You know, they were, they were doing that all over the, <laughs> the little small spots, you know. Right. Oh, my God, they got the teleprompter. <laughs> Dude, I feel bad for the Spanish announcing table. The guys always get slammed through it every single time. All right. Yeah. <laughs> oh man no that's um yeah they've been doing a, like a series of shows on um vice called dark side of the ring or something like that uh their own crack it open yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh they, they've been going like through uh like they did one about um chris benoit we remember you remember when all that happened? I don't know. Oh shit. He was, that was a uh, bad one. That was, that was rough. He um he was big like in the mid to late nineties on up to his death, really. Um he was known as you know the Canadian crippler. He was like just a submission expert, you know. 
and he had like won like the WWE championship and had a really big career from WCW. He started ECW, then WCW, you know, and, and then the WWE and everything. He was, and, part, uh, he was a part of the four horsemen at one time, wasn't he? Yeah. Like, like in the late, late the 90s. The laters. Yeah. yeah. The later. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, he had, they'd been on the road as they always are, you know, and he was living in Atlanta and he didn't show up for one of these shows like in Texas or something. He never, never came. He was texting people, you know, cause he had a wife and then he had a, a son who had autism. He said, Oh, I've been having problems with, said his son's name, what his son's name was. I'm going to try to pick up with y'all like in San Antonio, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. And so like, um, when morning people got up and they all, they all had texts from, from Chris, like, um, I think his wife's name was Nancy or I think it's Nancy, Nancy or Vicky one. I think it was Nancy. He said, uh, Nancy and calling some of my name are in the garage and I'll be in the bedroom. They're like, what the fuck? You know? So they go over there. People went to his house to check and he had killed his wife and son and had that they they were both in their room, and then he went to the, to this garage where he had his gym, and hung himself like with a um, pull down machine, the wire, and hung himself with it. And they're like, "What? What the fuck? You know, right. you know?" And so they go, yeah, and it was like a murder suicide thing. And like, during the autopsy, they examined his brain. They see like a brain of an eighty year old, mm. just from constant. I mean, his finishing move was to dive off the top rope onto somebody who was laying on the ground, like headbutting him. Oh, cool. You know. Using your head as a javelin. For, for 15 years doing this shit. You know. Um, and so, yeah. CTE, countless concussions, you know. Uh, they did one on him, and now the WWE has wiped him from everything. Like, almost like he never was never here, never existed. Um, of course, they have no the guys who, who wrestle in WWE, especially. They have got no way to combat that because all those guys are considered independent contractors. So they have no insurance. They have none. They have nothing provided from from an employer. Mm-hmm. But they've been contesting that because. If they're independent contractors, the company should be able to tell them where they can and can't work at. You should be able to. You should be under contract if you're if you're a independent contractor. But the WWE holds character names, intro music, all this stuff. Their likeness, they still claim all that stuff under copyright. So, but yeah, uh, Dark Side of the Ring. I think what it's called is a whole Vice series. They've done. I know, was, it, I know at least one documentary they did about it. Like the, I don't, I think it was called the Chris Benoit story. Yeah, they did that one, um, and they've done two or three other ones about about scandals <laughs> in in wrestling. Um, but yeah, dude, as a kid, that was such a big part of Saturday. You're talking about watching cartoons, or whatever. In the yeah. afternoon, you had to watch pro wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. <clears throat> yeah, I got to go. When they came here close by, we got to go see them, man. And that was 
Ted DiBiase was there. The million dollar man. <laughs> was Virgil with him? Virgil was with him. Nice. I, mean, I actually got Virgil's <laughs> eight by ten autographed. That is awesome. Oh, man. man. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, when uh um I got to high school, I had an opportunity to join the wrestling team. And uh one of my best friends and I did and of course one of the running jokes with us was of course every Saturday we were still watching professional wrestling, you know. <laughs> the running joke between us was is that man, this next match, I'm elbowing that dude square in the head, man. <laughs> we'll give him one of them. Woo! Boom! Because <laughs> I know I'm going to get kicked out, yeah. man. Instant do disqualification. Yeah. Put him in the camel clutch. Just crank back on that bitch. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Who was that? Some UFC fighter got uh, got some guy in the walls of Jericho and got him to submit using Chris Jericho's fucking move. <laughs> and Jericho tweets out, I told you it's a legitimate move. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of that stuff, man. It's... Uh... Did you watch? You hear about the UFC this past weekend? Um, I didn't. I didn't see any of the uh, replays or anything. Steve Miocic and Francis Ngannou for the heavyweight title. Francis knocked that ass out. That's a swole up boy right there. Yes. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you haven't like, seen it. Nobody listens to the show that watches <laughs> UFC. Believe me. Um. They come here for the conspiracy. They're going to stick around for the UFC. <laughs> since I'm trying to be, since I'm trying to be <clears throat> Road Jogan. <laughs> okay. Waiting for my spot up, my multi-million Spotify deal to come through so I can move to Austin. Um, <laughs> Don't go there. Um, what's the anti-Austin? What? What's the anti-Austin? What's the opposite of Austin? Like Albuquerque? Go somewhere, go somewhere where we can do peyote on the show. Be fucking crazy. Hmm. <laughs> well, I know DC's got legal mushrooms now, buddy. I mean, we could do that me. here, <laughs> not legally, but uh, <laughs> no. Francis Naganu, man, have you heard about his backstory at all? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah being yeah, from yeah, Cameroon and mm-hmm. damn sand mines and getting arrested in Morocco, trying to escape, you know, and then getting to Paris, being homeless, moving to the U.S. Now he's the World heavyweight champion. Yeah. Who wants to fight that? Yeah. <laughs> Motherfucker. Why would you step in anything with that dude? <laughs> Some dude from Snooze's Five using a fucking shovel in a sand mine. Well, now you know, he got knocked out by Steve. Oh, yeah. First, first time. So this was the two. So they'll have to have the, the, old, the old three if play. Steve, I mean, Steve A's 41 now. Man, he would have to do it, man, just for the <sighs> money. You know, he has like, so he gives like a day job. Fireman. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, it's not like, not like he just hung everything up when he started fighting, you know? Um, but yeah, dude, that's, that's some, I mean, Steve is no little man himself. I mean, he's a, he's a big motherfucker. I wouldn't want to get hit by him. Oh, no, shit. None of those guys. I don't want to get hit by anybody. None of them. No, none of them. <laughs> yeah, but it was, uh, it was, I think, second round knockout. I knew he won. I had I haven't seen any of the the replays or anything yet. So, um, how are the other fights? Did you I know don't any? know. I, I, I just I like the big. I like watching the big boys. I want to watch guys in my weight class fight. Them them little ones. I don't. This is somebody, somebody who put on a show like like Connor or something. You know, then I'll watch it. 
But it's pretty sure the last UFC fight I watched was at your house. Yeah, that I hadn't I haven't seen one since. We used to go. We used to watch them. That's what I did on my mm-hmm. wedding night. Yeah, we got them with the wedding. Went home and changed. Yeah, came and, over to my house and everybody watched UFC. Yeah, <laughs> we'll put for, bets on it. Yeah, well, I don't think I only ever told you this. Do you know what? our wedding? It didn't count. <laughs> did I ever tell you that? What? <laughs> we weren't legally married after our wedding. How'd that work? <laughs> because we got. We got our marriage license in another county, and we thought oh, it's good anywhere in the state. Now, my buddy who married us came to me. He's like, um, "You know, I can't really sign off on this to go to another county." I was like, "You serious?" Wow. He's like, "Yeah." He's like, "Drove to the beer." Store. So we drove to the county line of the beer store. I think Nancy's got pictures of like me holding like a six pack of Miller High Life and signing the marriage license. <laughs> I think I've seen that picture. I think I, now that you say that, man. Yeah. I got all of I That is redneck love, man. That is awesome. That is awesome. It's on the hood of, I think, maybe your truck. You know, that like Jimmy. The Jim, yeah, yeah. The Jimmy. I had a six-pack of Miller High Life sitting there next to the preacher, and I'm signing off on my marriage license. <laughs> because and then afterwards, man, you and your boy go to the back of the truck and shotgun. That's right. <laughs> Congratulations, brother. <laughs> Because Big D had that surgery on his back. He had like a cyst something on his lower back. You remember, like He couldn't come to the wedding because he couldn't sit on the pew because he had like a cyst or something oh, on his yeah, lower yeah, back. Yeah. Remember that? From he, driving. He couldn't, he couldn't yeah. from, right, from driving that big rig. He had surgery. Oh, wow. And so, he, 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 I'm, so much I'm sitting there with a mouthful of cake and somebody's like, there's some guy outside saying he wants to see you. It's like, all right. So I go outside <laughs> and there he is. He's all dope up on pain pills. Imagine. He's like, man, I, he goes, I wanted to come to your wedding. He said, but uh, my back is still so fucked up from that surgery. He said, I can't sit on anything hard like a pew. He said, but I brought you something. He had like a fucking magnum champagne. I brought it to your house, that big magnum bottle of champagne that he had stuck in a bag of ice. <laughs> 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 it's like the redneck cooler, you know. Yeah, right. He just shoved this huge magnum of champagne <laughs> into that ice. He's like, here you go. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> that really used to be something, man, that that we would all really look forward to. Oh yeah. I mean, they would come around like once a month or something, you know, and it'd be a big event back then. It didn't cost, but like 25, 30 bucks to mm. rent it. Everybody would come over to the house and man, Eat. it would just be a whole event. Yeah. 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 You remember the spreads? Oh we yeah. Used to, man, that oh, was, yeah. that was good stuff. Who you got? Waddell or Tito? Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, now if you want to watch every single UFC event every year, Throughout a year, to watch every single event from the pay per views to the to the ESPN broadcast, it's like over fourteen hundred dollars. If you bought them individually, well, you got that's counting like your ESPN Plus um, subscription per month, which is like ten dollars. And then each each like they have two pay per views a month now, and they're each sixty nine ninety nine. What? So one hundred and forty bucks a month. Plus, plus one twenty for your monthly for your yearly subscription to ESPN. So it's, yes, I'm, it's I think it's right at fourteen hundred a, a year. That's nuts, man. I had no or maybe idea. a sixty five ninety nine for each event. It's something something like that. Wow. Yeah, to watch every event. Yeah, it's 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 almost fifteen hundred dollars. You know, I've not watched. Uh, I've not purchased one probably since you guys were coming over to the house. Yeah. You know, ever since. Uh, I mean, they have they have all the replays. They have everything like within two days of it being out. Yeah, you know it's all over. Every, I mean, you just watch. You know, you know you 
so, like I'm a I'm a fan, so I mean I'm definitely listening the, the night of, you know, to find out who won and stuff like that, you know. And uh, but if I want to watch the fight, I'm not going to drop the seventy bucks. I'm going to wait a couple no. of days and I'm going to go watch the highlights because <coughs> that way you know you know if there's a good fight and everybody you know all the the guys that I follow that call the fights or are announced and stuff like that. You give you the preview, the the whole hype, you know, of of all the big upcomers fights and stuff uh so i watch a lot of those uh podcasts and and videos and stuff so there's always highlights out there pretty quick yeah and uh i mean does rogan still do his companion where he he commentates live when he's not at the shows you know he only does like certain shows every year now he don't do all of them like he used to like he won't do any of them Outside the U.S. anymore. <laughs> he's yeah. like, I'm not traveling anymore. Right. But like when he, if it's not one he's calling live, he'll live stream the podcast and commentate on the fight with like Eddie Bravo and the guys. Man, okay. And so that's syncing it with time. I did not know that, that he did that. I'm definitely going to be. I mean, he's been doing it for a few years now, like three or four years. There's a lot of guys that do that. Yeah. I just didn't know he did. Yeah. That's awesome. But it goes off, goes off the rails at the time because <clears throat> he has Eddie Bravo in there and they get discussing whether the earth is flat or not. So, I mean, is it on his show? Yeah. Are they? Oh, okay. Great. But that's all through Spotify now, so it's not on YouTube. You have to go through Spotify shit yeah. to, to get it. But yeah, uh, he does it. Like, he used to have Brandon Schaub on a good bit when they would do it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Eddie Bravo, man. He's, he's a badass jujitsu guy. Yeah, but he's also certifiably and fucking sane. You know, he's so fucking crazy. <laughs> God. Shit. My breath hurts so bad. Damn. I'm in a bind. <laughs> dude. I don't know what I've done. Yeah, dude, I fucked my back up. <clears throat> um Yeah, I remember one night me and Jet went to the pub and um they had the big screen up and they were charging the cover at the door because they had the fight up. <clears throat> I really wasn't well versed on anything going on at the time. And it was um Tim Silva. Sylvia was fighting. The freak. And uh, it was like a minute left in the first round. Chuck goes, man, he don't like going to the second round. All of a sudden, he loaded up a fucking head kick and took that dude's head off. And just like I told you. And yeah. he, I mean, I hit the dude in the head with his shin. And just out cold. Uh, gone. Yeah, but there have been so many injuries <laughs> in the UFC that I can't stand to watch it. Between, you know, John Jones and his toe turned upside down and all that kind of shit. I can't, I can't do it. it it's, I, nope. I used, I used that stuff used to not, never bother me at all. It's like after when mom broke her leg and I found her and her foot was turned backwards. Oh, dude, I can't stand to see a broken bone now for nothing. That, yeah, God, I used, we used to watch, um, Life in the ER on, on TLC when I was in high school. And it'd be like a guy, they brought a guy in one night. He had, he was working on a forklift fan and somebody cranked it up and it's like, his hand was like mangled. Ugh. Fingers turned every which way and whatnot. And I sit there and eat supper and watch him operate on this guy. It never bothered me. I'm like, oh, you're going to reconstruct this guy's hand with some pins. Are you going to pass that over there, Jeff? No, I'm good. Okay. No, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know if he was waving or not. <laughs> no. That's just the I, was just I was thinking of all the like skateboard fails I've watched over the oh, years. Oh, God. And God, just. Yeah. Nope. After. after <laughs> After mom, when I found her with her broke leg, that kind of, I can't, I can't see a broken bone now. It's just, 
So you don't watch ridiculousness. (laughs) Anytime's a chance I can see a broken bone. I love that show, man. Like, I'll, but I'll watch. real life Three Stooges. Just somebody's getting hammered. Yeah, but somebody's also leaving like a concussion. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, but they don't show any of that. They just show the wreck. <laughs> you know, the wreckage. Yeah. And I've like I'll try to watch like UFC compilations, and I found one guy. He'll be like, "Don't look, don't look, don't look, don't look." You know, it gives you like like four or five good don't looks before something bad happens, so I can trust him. You know. Seeing guys like their guys would do a leg kick and they break their leg over the other guy's leg, yeah. you know, stuff like that. I can't, I, can't, I cannot do that. Um, there's then, not a whole lot of that. There's not a lot. I mean, it's 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 isolated incidences here and there. But, I still don't want to see it happen. No. Yeah. It's like when that cat broke his leg in, during an NBA game and it was like everybody was sharing it on Facebook. I'm like, well, I'm not going to be on here not for the next two that. weeks. Nope. Yeah. No, don't want to see it. I don't know, man. I've, I've never, I mean, I've broke like, Fingers and toes. I've never like snapped a limb or anything. Thank goodness, huh? <laughs> no, no lie. I don't know. I I cracked, cracked a couple ribs in a <laughs> in a, a drunk off roading accident. <laughs> I was sitting sitting on on Lee Baby's toolbox, the back of his truck, mm. and I was sitting like with my legs hanging off the side. And we went on this this shady road. <laughs> Out in the middle of who knows where, yeah. And uh, we we're kind of going up a hill, and it was a like a big dip, and, and it was and it was like midnight, so we didn't know. Uh, and when it dipped, I went up in the air, and when I came down, I landed on this side on top of, on the cab of his truck. Oh. I landed on my side on the on the top of the cab. Like, What's going on back there? Because like, you know, two hundred fifty pounds going thump, you know. <laughs> 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 I'm like, like ah. What happened? You watched me in the outer space and I crash landed. <laughs> you need anything? I'm having a cigarette, which is something I did not need at the time because I couldn't breathe. But yeah, like, but yeah, I've never broke. You know, my brother, never tell about him breaking his collarbone. Ooh, I don't think so. I didn't know he'd done it. He was on a, he was, he had a dirt bike. He was 20 at this time. He old enough to fucking know better. And so I'm going to take it and park it like out at the garage. So he hopped on his dirt bike, and when he went to go, he popped the clutch, and it popped up on him, and he fell off. Everybody kind of laughed, and he laughed. He got back on it, went out there, and parked it, came, came walking back. And they were sitting there talking, and his girlfriend put, it, put her arm around him, and when her hand hit his collarbone, he said it felt like electricity running through his body. He's like, ah, you know. And he pulled his shirt down, and it's like this. Oh. <laughs> like a triangle, you know, sticking up. Ow. He's like, I think I need to go to the hospital. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good call. Got all <laughs> crossboned. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it was like a, that point, the top point of the triangle. And so, yeah, they took it. They, 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 uh, like cut it open and put a plate in there and drilled it together. Mm-hmm. And then you could see, like, he's like, here, fill the screws. I'm like, I don't want to fill the screws <laughs> yeah, under no your skin, bro. <laughs> I'm glad you're Frankenstein, but I don't want to be part of it. Yeah. Oh man, anything else you want to talk about tonight? Um. So Bitcoin has it done anything crazy this week? Nah, I think it's still. I think it's around fifty. Ever since I liquidated my stuff, man, I try not to even pay attention because it's going to tempt me to get back into it, and I'm not do. I'm not falling for it. Um, I don't so you hit it and quit. I'm not getting suckered back into this junk. I'm not doing it. It's it's. 
I forget we, we we have to do our investment corner every week. Bitcoin's at fifty seven thousand four eighty nine right now. I think it might have dipped like to fifty thousand at some point this this past week or so. Um, but I don't know. Um, I try just to keep. I know Facebook Bros are still, or the GameStop Bros are still doing their thing. You know, keeping. I think it's record right around one eighty right now. You know, they're keeping it. They're hanging on for dear life, man. They're waiting to see if if the shorts come up. Who knows? I don't know. I'm out of the GameStop. <laughs> yeah, uh, just, dude, it, it was. I didn't want to get involved in it. I really didn't. Just it, I've I've seen too many things happen on the Wall Street Bets page. Um, some guy pretty much pitched a pump and dump scheme a couple of years ago on lumber lumber liquidators. I mean, straight up said, "Hey, let's all buy today and sell on Thursday," and they got fucking banned. They're like, "You can't. We're not here to do market manipulation. We don't. We don't want to be investigated by the SEC on this page." You know, that's pretty much what he was saying. Let's all buy right now, and then we'll dump it after earnings. Um. So, yeah, I don't know, man. Um, I, I'm I'm still just I think I think it's I think shit's gonna happen before, and they're already pitching. I, I said an article about that. Now they're they're already pitching another stimulus package, and this one hadn't even been paid out yet. Another one? Um, where's that article at? It's from Newsweek. A fourth stimulus relief check is gaining momentum in Congress while many people are still waiting for their third round of COVID relief. President Biden's America Rescue Plan started distributing $1,400 stimulus checks more than two weeks ago to those who have direct deposit accounts registered with the IRS. Now, 64 Washington lawmakers want relief checks be reoccurring, starting with a fourth stimulus while many are still waiting on paper checks from the government. A group of 11 progressive senators, including Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren, earlier this month urged Biden to make stimulus payments and extend unemployment, an ongoing thing during the next spending bill. We urge you to include recurring direct payments and automatic unemployment insurance extensions tied to economic conditions in your Build Back Better long-term economic plan, the senators wrote to the president. This crisis is far from over, and families deserve certainty that they can put food on the table and keep roof over their heads. So fire the printing machine, baby. We're going to make some more, you know, you can't keep propping up shit. It's, it's gas is really starting to move, man. I mean, it's, that's just, it's just, just back nuts. Well, that's another thing. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're building on nothing. The foundation's gone. (laughs) 71. Yeah. Since since they went off the gold standard. It's done. There's so there's, you know, Howard, <laughs> I don't even know how to word it. Uh, how do you build on nothing? You don't. That's why it's a fiat currency. I mean, it's just, it's got I, only, only thing it's keeping. It's, it's a fucking IOU. That's, <laughs> that's all it was. I mean, you consider, you know, up until 1971, you could take a dollar into a bank. You're supposed to be able to get $1 of silver or $1 of gold. It's, it's a certificate for the the material backing up that money. But now that there's no material backing it up, we're, I mean, we've smoked the hopium and now we're just, we're, we're living on hope. Okay. So is there not one person that knows that, Hey, Hmm. Where are we going to get that? Yeah. 
I mean, it's you, not going to be for us to pay off. Like it's going to be the said, next couple like, generations. Like maybe I'll start selling hope. <laughs> That's it. You know? Hopes and dreams, so hopes man. Hopes and dreams. <clears throat> yeah, I don't. I, I think it's we're in for a rude awakening. You know, That's, but I've I've said forever now we need some common sense legislation when it comes to spending and whatnot, and the fact that they have refused time and time again to audit the Federal Reserve to find out where the money's at. Like, we ain't seen the, the gold in Fort Knox since 1971. They won't allow, allow anybody in. My guess is it's not even there anymore. They're guarding nothing. It did pretty much everything would kind of come to an end if they found out that it <laughs> well, wasn't it there, right? It wouldn't matter because we're not our money's not backed on it anymore. I mean, it might as well not even be there. That's that's just the the truth, um, you know. And it's going to become where the dollar is not the U.S. Res- not the world reserve currency anymore. <clears throat> it, it's going to get it's going to get bad. I mean, isn't that kind of the way countries pay each other? Well, just just through if they do, it's like like just it's all IOUs now. It's all paper trail. You know, you you can keep the the Fed will keep buying. The government bonds to pump money into in, into the economy, but how are they going to cash them out? There's nothing there to back them up, except for hopes and dreams. This is all it's all confidence based, and I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but it's the truth. I mean, start buying some chickens and, and some goats, man. I mean, you can get all the bullets and guns you want, but you can't eat them if you get hungry. You know, at least a chicken gives you a never-ending supply of food. <laughs> Just keeps laying eggs, you know. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Yeah, I, I still I'm still bearish on on the economy. I, I think it's gonna. I, I don't think it's gonna be good. Um, so like I said the other night, probably the next ten years, as and things closer sooner than that, it may very well happen if they keep printing out checks. You know, because they're expecting people to spend this money to stimulate the economy. But man, things are so uncertain. Really, they're sacking it away. I hope they are. Well, I mean, we're the government's pump and dump. <laughs> we are. <laughs> they're betting on us to spend that money they're sending us. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's buying GameStop stock with it. Though. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else you want to talk about tonight? Y'all good. good. Guys. Good. I enjoyed it. I did too. Me too. Do it again in a couple weeks. Actually, I'm going to be off uh, for my month. One of my, one of my months off this year <laughs> in April. How about that? How about that? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pump out a. I may put out a few extra shows in the next month. Just maybe do a couple a week that month I'm off. I'm probably going to be recording every other day for people in here. Uh, yep. Thanks for listening to the show tonight. Uh, be sure to go by tripodbroadcasting.com. Check out our other shows. you got Matt and Addison. Give that some thought. Rick and the guys over at Barnhill Outdoors. And check out Aaron's show. I have the high ground if you're into Star Wars. Also, be sure to go by ebles.com, E-A-B-L-E-S.com. Save 10% on your next purchase with a promo code HANGO, H-A-N-G-O. Put that in at checkout. Save some cash on some premium CBD. Also, go by MyDelta8, E-I-G-H-T.com. See what they have going on over there. Harpoon, Jut, thanks for coming over here again tonight. HANGO show, baby. Hell yeah. (laughs) Love you guys. I love all you out there listening. Thanks so much. Come back next time. Bye.